Forgotten Flicks, episode 88, Caveman, God help us all, 1981. This is Sid Haig and you're listening to Forgotten Flicks. Hello, hello and welcome to Forgotten Flicks. Hey George, George, I want to make yeah. a, I want to make a movie, George. Yeah, George, yeah. Um, uh, tell Paul and John I want to. Oh, oh, not John, he's dead now. Oh, because it's 1980, <laughs> and I think that's when he got shot. And then I want to make a movie. It'll be funny. Yeah. So, welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I know that I know that accent totally threw you. That really wasn't Ringo Starr. I'm Joel. Yes, no. Relax, everybody. Relax. I know you thought we had he him didn't on the show. Actually, get a beetle. I, I, I know. There's I know. A, we have to. We have to back yeah. him off. Back him off. I know. I know. We, we almost blew up well, we, iTunes. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. We yeah. didn't get a beetle. We got a stink bug, and his name is Jason. Tonga Zugzuglana. Yes. Oh, God. Okay, so <laughs> let's just get this out of the way right the F now. Good evening, everyone. How are you? <laughs> yeah. We're doing Caveman, and I'm going to say this on the front end. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. And it's all Jason's fault. My, <laughs> my ass. Well, actually, technically, okay, if I have to be specific, I'm going to say Jason Piles. Because yes. our fellow podcaster, our friend, well, after this movie, he may have used to be, um, <laughs> who I believe. He said, hey, you guys totally need to do Caveman. I'm pretty sure he was the one who suggested this. <laughs> yes, he does the uh, the movie podcast, weekly podcast, and a ton of others. He's a great guy. Generally, I highly respect his tastes. His um, can, can I? Can I, can yes. I say something? Uh-huh. Um, uh, Jason. Yes. Jason Piles. Yes. Uh, I'm referring to. Yes. Um, not yourself. You are, not, wait, are you referring to yourself? No. Okay. No, no, no. Piles. Okay. Uh, you are a horror god. Uh, we had you on for our October Spooky Flicks Fest. Uh, loved you on the episode. You are an encyclopedia of knowledge, far beyond anything we could do. Yes, and popcorn uh, farts. Don't forget popcorn farts. Which, 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 which actually probably would have fit well into this movie, but go ahead. Uh, yes. Yeah, I agree. Yes. Uh, you are totally and uh, completely fired uh, from picking comedies. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> <sighs> I think he did acknowledge this was a guilty pleasure. I don't think that that phrase could possibly cover it. But we'll get into that. I don't want to get let the cat out of the bag. No, no, don't we, tell anybody what, what you think yet. I, I, don't, want to I really don't. I really don't want to give that don't away. Don't I don't Please want don't. to. You know why I don't want to, Jason? Because honestly... You might be surprised. You <laughs> might be surprised to learn how I really felt Let's about this about this abortion <laughs> of a of a afterbirth a fetid, <laughs> fetid afterbirth um, that I'd rather drink than sit through it again. Um, <laughs> let me see what else. Um, the inky black ball sweat I'd rather <laughs> take with my rum and coke. Oh my god. So, yeah, we're going to do caveman at some point. I swear to God. 
Mm. Or maybe, uh, maybe so for those of you who Lord. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Caveman, 1981, uh, uh, comedy from uh, the, the early 80s, 1981 with Ringo Starr. Yeah. Uh, as you heard earlier, we got him on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, you know, you're, uh, you're listening to the Warren Flicks podcast. It's like, <laughs> it's like a drunk. It's like a drunk <laughs> Buck Flowers <laughs> trying to do a Ringo Starr impression. <laughs> hey, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. To compare yeah. yourself to Buck Flowers. Well, that's... you know, I wish. Um, Dennis Quaid, Shelley Long, uh, big names. So mm-hmm. we'll, did, we'll did get you, into what we yeah. thought uh-huh. about it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, it is as we speak on the, I guess the 4th of December, cause you never know when it's going to change. Netflix has it on their play it now instant cue. Yeah. So you- if you want to, I would, um, I believe the address for complaints is Netflix. <laughs> P.O. Box. <At> suckmyballs.com. <laughs> yeah. Lick my balls. <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, it is Play It Now, so you can watch it directly on Netflix. You understand C&D is not even an excuse on this one. Like, really? <laughs> wait, I got to get this. Okay. Oh, wait, no, hold on. We got to do the trailer. And, and by the way, I have my choice. I could have used the I crap you not two minute, 36 second trailer what yes there was a two uh yes oh or the one i chose which is a 30 second 30 second teaser trailer so hold please <laughs> the dawn of civilization <laughs> primitive <laughs> dangerous <laughs> exciting <laughs> wet and sloppy now millions of years later we can all look back and laugh Ringo Starr, Barbara Bach, Caveman, rated PG. See Caveman starting Friday at a theater near you. Primitive, dangerous, wet, and I believe he said sloppy? <laughs> at least it's not coming out until Friday. <laughs> he, he described most of my dates in high school. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All right. That actually, that other trailer. Than, other than wet or sloppy. He did Well, uh, wait, he didn't say solo or... <laughs> isolated or <laughs> alone in your bedroom but whatever the point is the thing i want to say about that trailer is that actually that trailer might have been funnier than the whole movie but i don't want to give away what i thought of it yet hold on i'm going to go take a crap in my own hand rub it around in my non-existent hair and enjoy that smell more than i enjoyed the movie but continue jay i don't want to give it away I go don't give it away don't I won't. don't spill it I, I will you know, like, like, like the fecal matter that I'd rather bathe in <laughs> than sit through that movie again. Wait, don't. Um, do we have a spoiler alert? Oh, hold, please. <laughs> I'm trying to find the one where it's just a toilet flushing. Hold on. Because you mentioned, you know, you mentioned uh, fecal matter. Oh, oh, wait, so wait, wait, wait. That, hold on. I think that I got plays it. into this movie. Hold on. I got it. I got it. Wait, wait. Oh, shit. That's an awful fucking image. Why did I come up with that shit? <laughs> That's no, that wasn't it. Hold on, I'm trying to find the toy. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. Shut the fuck up. No, that ain't it. Oh, damn it. Uh, I'm getting the hell out of here. That's what I was saying about 10 minutes into the movie, Mama. Uh, okay, I think, I think, um, yeah, we'll go with this one. 
The following segment of Forgotten Flicks will contain information so pertinent to the film that, if you have not yet seen it, may ruin your viewing experience. So if you plan to see this film, please consider resuming the episode only after you've viewed the film, which you can find at... Netflix. Streaming! We now return you to Forgotten Flicks, already in progress. (laughs) Yep. Good stuff. Good damn stuff. So, Jason, um, please, as much as possible, give us one of your routine synopses on this one. So, just so we're clear, it will be far more entertaining. (laughs) So, uh, I had two things. I, I... um, so to set this up a little bit, oh um, please do. Actually, you know what? I want you to do this. If you could, please. <laughs> we, do, wait, wait, no. Do the entire synopsis in the same dialect in caveman as in caveman. <laughs> so uh, I hadn't seen this movie in many, many years. Um, full on, I thought, all right give it a chance. Cause I remember snippets of it and the little snippets of it. I remember, you know, some funny, don't remember much about it, but I remember the general idea. So I watched the movie, uh, and two things popped into my head. One, I am reading the synopsis verbatim from IMDb. Oh, please do. <laughs> and I have got to go on there and find out what quotes they have from the movie. <laughs> I have a feeling there's probably not a wide variety. Oh, you would be surprised. (laughs) There are actually a handful. So for those of you who haven't seen this movie in a long time, uh, please don't go watch it. Please, for the love of God, don't go watch it. Let me just put it this way, folks. I would rather be (laughs) butt-rammed by a horny mule wearing a razor wire condom (laughs) than watch this movie again. I would rather watch Assault on Precinct 13. Wow. See, that tells you. <laughs> for him to go down so, that road. So for those of you who haven't seen it in a while, one thing you must know is well, there did is... Did your eyesight finally come back? First, <clears throat> let's ask that question. I'm sorry. Wait, where's the phone? Hold on. Oh, there you are. Okay. Um, that This movie is primarily not in English. Hmm. Um, and there are no subtitles um, because it's all in moron caveman language. I'm sorry. You can't see this. I'm doing quote fingers. Caveman language. Um, so uh, in preparation, uh, the synopsis from IMDb. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Get comfy. I'm, I'm comfy. <clears throat> A caveman seeks revenge on a much larger competitor for the hand of a beautiful cave woman. I think that about sums it up. All right. Good night, folks. Uh, it's been fun. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, the caveman, Ringo Starr, is Atuk. Uh, Dennis Quaid, his buddy, is Lar. Shelley Long, the only blonde in the movie, is Tala, mm. is the much bigger competitor, is the twos, John Matuzak, who plays 
Tonda. Which, by the way, what other character did he play? Oh, I got a bunch. I'll get okay. into that in a minute. Okay. Okay. Um, and then hit Two's main squeeze or Tonda's main squeeze is Lana, mm. played by Barbara Bach. <clears throat> Excuse me, Barbara Bach. So, did you say Barbara Boobs? Barbara Boobs. Barbara Biggins. Barbara huh? Barbara Biggins. Biggins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, did you know that there was silicone in the uh, Stone Ages? <laughs> uh-uh that's real shut up so denial ain't just a river in egypt folks <laughs> so uh yeah that's the synopsis um that's pretty much the idea you have atuk smart guy who starts his own band of smart people against the apparently everybody in the stone age were okay but effing- we're gonna, just i have to ask you a question by smart, you mean just to the left of dumb as dog shit? <laughs> um, so what happens when you take a whole bunch of people from a mental institution and you throw them in a desert dressed like cavemen? You get this That's movie. the movie. <laughs> yep. Okay. And by the way, after reading through the IMDb, we haven't done this since, I believe, our cliffhanger episode. We have got to have an episode of Forgotten Flicks Theater. Or we'll call oh, it CND yes. Theater and – we will we will read entire which um, may which may or may not be the rebirth uh when we come back so it's true it's possible uh, it is possible um yes it is so i think if we come back my, there's gonna be a lot more snark because i'm kind of enjoying this but go ahead because <laughs> there's not enough snark no there really isn't in fact show. if you're a person who hates snark and you're the a-hole who wrote the one star review <laughs> get ready to write another one because <laughs> after this, I pretty much am letting the snark monster out, and I'm not stuffing him back in my pants. Let's just put it that way. Okay, so may I quote Go. the movie? Go. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, this is the interchange uh, between Atuk uh, and Lar mm-hmm. uh, when they are discussing the fact that Atuk loves Lana, uh, and they're actually debating the higher elements of whether... Are you going to be a Tuke because you're hairy like Ringo Starr and I could be Lar because I look nothing like Dennis Quaid? I, 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 I'm I a little uh, jealous of his beard because uh, it was pretty big, little 60s. Um, yes. So okay. are you prepared? I am ready. <clears throat> Hold on. Lana. <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat> Hold on. Wait, wait. Hold on. I'm assuming this is, is this the uh, one that's at the very bottom? Uh, it, yes. Yep. Okay, I will read the stage direction in my <laughs> douchey. Read your director voice. Oh yeah, I'm going to read it in my my douchey uh, college professor <laughs> who does a class on uh, Shakespearean theater, but uh, also fancies yeah. himself uh, the play. Yeah, 1980s comedy uh, starring 1970s rock stars. Yeah, uh, no, 60s. Uh, okay, so. Here are the, I, the directions. Ready? A toque. You can start with the direction. Draws in the dirt a stick figure with huge breasts representing Lana. Mm-hmm. Lana. A Alanda Lana. Nia. Lana Alunda Tonda. He draws in the dirt a stick figure with an enormous nose, representing a toque, and points to it. A toque. 
He makes a fist and shows it to a toque. Tonga. Blowing a raspberry. He smears the Atuk figure into oblivion, then holds up his hand and lets some dirt trickle from it. Atuk. <laughs> and scene. Thank you. Thank you. I need a clapping effect. That was, yeah. Should we do more? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, Let's, my can God. We, wait. That is so much funnier than the, than the scene was. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's do the one at the very top, please. Please. <laughs> Please, between Ta, Atuk, Nuke, and the Doodoo. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you out there who should aren't say, watching should we movie, say Should we save that one? Should we save the Doodoo one? No, no. Let's do it now. Okay. Um, and who are taking our advice. Uh, there is some English in this because mm. apparently the only Asian guy in yeah, this movie. because there are no stereotypes in this movie either, by the way. No, not The at gay all. caveman, the Asian caveman. Uh, the uh, dwarf caveman, yes. the black caveman. Yes, yes. All, all the all the wonderful representations, and <laughs> the retarded caveman with the bad arm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, they're none. They're none, and, in and they do uh, not play them as one dimensional stereotypes at all. I mean, you know, I realize we might be digging a little too deep in, in a movie that has the sun set and the moon rise to a sliding whistle effect. <laughs> Or a the, silhouette the, of a dinosaur that goes off on a cliff and goes, or at night. <laughs> or the lone Asian guy whose name is Nuke. Oh my god! <sighs> no, we're not gonna we're not gonna mention those things. That, yes, or, or the not... fact that the gay guys are constantly holding hands. Did you catch that? Like the one, the one guy is carrying like the huge egg thing and they're like holding hands. It's like, what? It's just, the whole thing. And it was just, it was just. Okay. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, yes. So there, there is a comparison I want to draw here. Wait, we didn't get to do the doo-doo scene. Okay. All right. Okay. So hold on. <clears throat> stage direction. Hold on. Um, you, you'll be stage direction. Mm-hmm. I'll be Ta. Okay. Oh, and oh, and a toque then, because you have to keep consistent. Ta is the Ta's the dwarf. Okay. Right. He's the he's the midget guy that they oh, all can I be play nuke? the crap falls on. <laughs> yeah. Can he's I... trapped underneath the egg. <laughs> he disappeared in the poop. <laughs> <laughs> it's because it's funny because he's short. Right. Can I can I, I can I be nuke? You can be. Uh, yes. Or, or do I'll you... be Ta and a toque. Okay. Okay. You can be nuke. Okay. <laughs> Just as long as you promise to do Ta's voice as if you've sucked on helium. <laughs> All right, ready? Um, and I'm also stage director. Hold on. <coughs> <coughs> the misfits are digging with sticks and their hands in a pile of foul-smelling mud looking for Ta, who seems to have disappeared. Reappearing from behind a rock and pointing at the mud. Ta, it's your line. Do do. <laughs> Ta giggles. Then the misfits all stop and turn, staring at Ta. And then a Took says angrily, "Kaka." Nuke, looking with disgust at his fingers, and then right into the camera. And this is an aside, because breaking the fourth wall always equals hilarity, and says, Shit. The misfits all grab Ta and throw him into, and I quote, 
the doo doo. <laughs> the best part is I actually feel dumber for having read that. <laughs> that's uh, that's saying something, folks. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. So that's basically how the, the hell did this movie get five point four stars on IMDb? <laughs> is this like a bunch of drunk frat boys sitting there going, hey, "Let's make, let's just find the crappiest movie we can on IMDb and see if we can run up the score." <laughs> oh. <laughs> Three thousand nine hundred thirty-five people taking the time to vote for this. What now, the hell? I'm voting. Uh, I'm voting now. <laughs> God. So, um, <laughs> one of the things that's important about this movie that I at least wanted to point out in a slight parallel that we could talk about a movie that doesn't suck. Um, the whole movie is about cavemen. And they don't speak any English. They speak caveman lingo. And it's so simplified, you understand what they actually speak, right? Yes. Uh, I guess Nuke, uh, as we mentioned, the Asian guy in this, the lone token Asian guy in this, uh, is supposed to be kind of the fourth wall throughout. Like the only things he says is, uh, that's fire, uh, food. Uh, and then they're like, uh, zug zug. And he's like, eh, yeah, zug zug. Um, he's pretty much, that's his entire character is the fourth wall, but not focusing on him. He, they actually try and make the movie so that you understand what they're saying yeah. as they build up through the film. Yes. So they don't speak any English except for the couple of things that Nuke says. Uh, so you kind of make out what's going through. But it reminded me of a movie that doesn't suck. Which technically is a miniseries. But I recall watching, have you ever seen the miniseries Shogun? I'm familiar with it. I did not watch it. I remember the book was really, really good at killing rats. Because <laughs> <laughs> it weighed about eight pounds. It about a pound. Yeah. Um, I remember watching it. I remember watching it in its entirety from beginning to end. Uh, each night watching a segment of it with my dad, but it does a similar thing in that from the beginning, it's the idea of an, an Englishman uh, who lands, I, actually he might be Portuguese. I don't remember now, but um, he, he lands in Japan. It's back when the Europeans were first traveling to Japan and he sort of begins to acclimate to the country and, and he starts to learn to speak Japanese. What I remember from that movie is, you actually sort of learn to speak the language along with him. Yeah. So that by the end of the series, they have very little subtitles, but you can understand what's going on hmm. because they've built it up so articulate, so uh, uh, intelligently that you really can kind of figure out – you can't really speak Japanese, but you know what they're talking about. Gotcha. So that was a great execution of that idea. Hmm. Caveman, mm -hmm. not so much. <laughs> it really felt like what happens, <laughs> what would happen in history if a whole bunch of idiots were really the foundation of our, of our civilization and our species. <laughs> and, I, I would, I would, I would <laughs> counter that and say it's what would happen if 
the South had won the war of Northern aggression <laughs> and we had been allowed to interbreed for generation upon generation. Oh my goodness. And this oh. would have been our future <laughs> as well as our past. So, um, little known fact, uh, for the, for the listeners out there, uh, I am actually a trained anthropologist. I was, I was going to bring it up. Uh, but good, good that you can stroke your own ego, Jay. Yep, I try. Uh huh. Um, now, I seriously, I understand this is a comedy. I understand all the stuff. Wouldn't be great if we completely it. missed that point <laughs> because it wasn't I, funny. Yeah, so that's what I did. I basically started with I gotta. Let, I'm gonna let it all go. I know it has nothing to do with reality. It's all meant to be a parody. It's kind of that slapstick. It's all about what is the absolute ridiculous. Uh, far end of this absurdity of, of what we think of as cavemen or we think of as the beginning of dawn of time because throughout the movie they play little things like how did man invent fire oh it was an accident you know how did man invent cooked food and how did man invent you know uh standing up straight uh so no I no, no. Real- that would have been a decent gag once <laughs> but i got an idea jason why don't why don't we do the same back cracking gag 18,000 times because <laughs> it's funnier than every eight, time 18,000th and one. Oh, it's time. so funny. <laughs> so very funny. Like, so, oh, you know what else is funny, Jay? When you light a guy's ass on fire and he farts. Actually, that was the only part I laughed at. And I was going to say, don't knock on the fart joke. That was the best yeah, that part. Was the be- oh, no, 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 Jay. I'm sorry. I'm totally off the mark. And by the way, this part wasn't offensive at all. And you know me, I'm all about political correctness. Wait a yeah. second. Yeah. There was no offensive parts of this movie. Oh, no. You know, I, I didn't just inherently find it offensive that people that otherwise have talent made a movie so unfunny that it made me start to hate a handful of things. Cavemen. By the end of this movie, I hated comedy. By the end of this movie, I was beginning to hate movies. I don't know why. I've loved movies my whole life. But for some reason, this movie by itself, single-handedly, more so than Garbage Pail Kids, this movie may be, wor- in, my, in my opinion, worst movie we've ever done, easily. I would rather sit through Garbage Pail Kids again, because at least I kind of laughed at that movie. This movie I couldn't even laugh at, but I'll get there. I really think the the non-offensive, hilarious part, the part that I almost pissed my pants, was the part when a toque, that's <laughs> great, he gets a, a, a berry of some sort that turns out it's somewhat like a Stone Age roofie, as it were, and he uses it to knock out Lana and Tonga. Okay, so the reason why he does this, <laughs> that a took that crazy son of a bitch. The reason why he does it is because he's going to rape Alana. <laughs> because everybody knows that they're drugging a woman and then <laughs> and they're trying to sexually assault her unconscious body. I mean, if that isn't madcap hilarity. I don't know what is. <laughs> don't stop it. Don't stop it. You know what makes it funnier? You makes it funnier when it, when, <laughs> I'm sorry. When her legs spontaneously close on his head. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, no, no. Funnier than that is when Tonka rolls over and farts <laughs> so powerfully it knocks a toque on his ass. Oh, no, no. Stop it. Stop it. It's when, 
is when Atuk is actually sitting on Tonga's lap. Yes, riding and him. Tonga thinks he's a girl. Yeah, so he pulls his shirt out. So, <laughs> oh God! I mean, where where did the mad capillarity stop? <laughs> By the way, we're laughing way more now than I did because I honestly got stone faced the whole movie. I'm like, so okay. um, my point a minute ago about the anthropology thing. Um, yeah, I wasn't going to care about any of that as long as the movie was funny. Um, it wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> it really. Uh, yeah, it really. And may wasn't. I point out, you're a man, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jason. You're a man who champions movies like Sharktopus and. Mega piranha. Yeah. So I'm just going to throw it out there that if anybody should like this God, this movie, <laughs> it's you. Um, this movie wasn't in the classification of what I would call good cheese. Okay. Hmm. So let me explain a little bit here. Go, there's, please a movie do, called, please there's a movie called Killer Shrews. Yes. If you've never seen it. I highly recommend it to all of our listeners. It's a movie from the 1950s. It is a story of a group of people who shipwreck on an island that a scientist is doing experiments and creates these dog-sized shrews, which in reality look like somebody put a Doberman pincher in a really ugly Afghan sh- uh, blanket and taped or duct taped these or masks on them. Or stapled. Could be staples or super glue. I'm Got not it. ruling out super Blue, okay. Uh, with these big fangs, and they run around the island. It also stars James Best. Gee, yes, gee, gee, gee. ladies and gentlemen, Roscoe P. Coltrane in his youth yes. uh, is one of the primary characters in this. It is a fantastically ridiculous, funny, uh, 50s sci-fi kind of movie. Much like this movie. Uh, this just was Mm. Now, I will say this. Uh, I do have something positive to say, believe it or not. I have two things positive okay, to say. Okay, I want to hear your positives. Um, so, Do they involve doo-doo just... or Lana's boobs? <laughs> or maybe the two combined? <laughs> no? Okay. Um, this movie was just not funny. Now, I can understand what they were trying to do with it. So I get that this was kind of a uh, – it was kind of a – Mel Brooks, Monty Python, kind of a... And had Mel Brooks made this movie? First off, he would <laughs> He did. It was called History of the World. It came out, I believe, the year before. Uh-huh. And there was a... But see, Mel Brooks is smart enough to keep the whole caveman part to a quick masturbation joke in the first, like, two minutes of the movie, <laughs> and then he moved on. <laughs> right. So... I understand the vibe they were trying to go with. And in the same year this movie came out, another movie came out called Quest for Fire. Yeah, another sucky caveman movie. Now, I understand they were trying to just play off of that serious tone of that other movie and trying to make it the funny idea of what happened back. But it just really was not well executed. The comedy was not funny. I mean, they – they beat some of those jokes to death. You mentioned the the whole idea of the back straightening. They did that over and over. It wasn't even funny to begin with. No. And they just repeated it 10 times throughout the movie. The idea of there was sexual innuendo, but there was more innuendo of rape than yeah. there was of yeah. just yeah. like sexual tension. Yeah. And like, it wasn't, every, okay, you know what they could have done? They could have done jokes about Tonga being hung like a bear, which they never went there, which kind of surprised me. They they didn't, you know, they could have made, made it funnier. Yes, and they would, and they could have done things about, you know, obviously they did Lana's boobs to a degree, 
but they didn't other than you know Ringo leering at them. Yeah. Which, by the way, you don't realize that was his. I don't know. I'm assuming I don't know if they're still married or not. That was his wife. Wait. Yes. Barbara Bach was his wife. Yes. No. Yes. Didn't know that. Yeah. No. That makes it kind of even worse. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. So it and and you know they they had some elements that they I understand they were trying to play the nerdy smart. This felt like a awfully executed eighties high school comedy. You know what reminded me of though, did it, 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 especially from the beginning, it always it felt kind of like a seventies or early early eighties era TV show or TV movie, where especially like a Brady Bunch kind of thing. Like there was something about it, just like when the Brady Bunch would go on like vacation to Hawaii or whatever, and you have the yeah. opening scene and you're seeing the the sort of the establishing shots of the environment because none of it looked authentically prehistoric even even the mountainside it looked like something where they you know in was no, it topanga like canyon like topanga canyon or whatever in california yeah, where they shoot like all they the were old, in utah somewhere yeah or like the old western they would shoot them like in the yeah. hills of california yeah like that that's what it looked like yep and yep. look and i get look i get that in a way it's trying to make a goof on all the like the you know is it the hundred uh was the hundred million bc the one with um is it raquel welch isn't that you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, yeah those kind yep, of yep. i get it I, yeah, i'm not and, into those kind of movies i get that's what it's goofing on it wasn't funny no, and that's the thing. I understand what they were trying to do, but it just didn't execute. This None movie, of it this did. Mo- you know what this movie is, Jason? This is what people who think they're funny and refer to things <laughs> as being, quote-unquote, humorous, but, they, but they, they aren't actually funny. And I'm not saying we're the funniest guys by any stretch, but pretty much— We're better than a 5.4. I'm pretty confident you and me sitting in a hot tub farting and laughing at the bubbles coming up would be more humorous in this movie. So my two things that were good about this movie. Yes. Something it reminded me of. Lana's left and Lana's right. Uh, <laughs> Shelly Long? Yes, she was. She has nice legs. Oh, okay. I was going to say she was actually a talented actress. But go ahead. Continue. You sexist um, She was the best actor, actress yes. in this movie. Yes. Uh, hands down. Uh, so she was definitely the she best was actually actor. Tr- oh, she was trying. <laughs> she was trying. Um, had fantastic legs. Uh, in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was one. Um, and. Uh, yeah, Lana on it. I wasn't a big fan of Lana. Yeah. I understand what they were trying to go. For. They propped up her boobs. They made them look like she they didn't was have to prop up. Shoot. dude. They were defying gravity. Those were fake. Yeah, they were totally fake. Um, Dennis Quaid. Yeah. He actually looked pretty good in this movie. I mean, he's. Like he looks the best you I've seen him in any movie as far as like his physical build. Yeah, well, he was pretty young. This is after he did Breaking Away, and you know he was pretty pretty early in his career, so he was still pretty young. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he, just because I'm a Dennis Quaid fan, yes, uh, and Shelley Long were and really- he, he was over the top, but I don't really blame him for that as much as I blame obviously the direction and that it was they were doing it very broad comedy. And I don't Dennis Quaid has this great sort of snarky smirk kind of funny about him but he's not like broad comedy he's funny slapsticky. Yeah. he's not slapsticky comedy he and was trying though i give him an a for effort yeah he and tried. he wasn't to be fair he wasn't a big part of the of the story i mean he acted in a few parts but he wasn't a huge part of the of the movie but mm-hmm. um yeah so that was pretty much it now i will say i love um uh, uh i love the character that played uh tonda mm-hmm 
Uh, I, I like him as an actor, John Matuzak, who was a uh, famous for being a football player in the late seventies, uh, became an actor in the eighties. And as you mentioned earlier, played a very famous eighties movie character Yep, was sloth in yep. the Goonies. Um, and love, love, <laughs> he was also in one of my favorite 80s movies uh, which is a much better cheesy movie the ice pirates ah uh, yeah i haven't seen that in a long time yeah he plays a good guy in that but he kind of always plays that big same type of character big curly-haired guy i always get you him know. and the guy who played ogre in revenge of the nerds screwed oh up. yes yeah they they look very similar because they've got the same curly hair Ogre's and his eyes i think are crossed <laughs> <laughs> He's a little goofier looking. Not that I would ever say that to his face, but uh, yeah, uh, always get them kind of. John Matuzak, um, who I don't know if we mentioned this before, he tragically passed away in, in 1989. He was only 38 years old. Oh, he did? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't catch that. That sucks. What do you have? Was it a. What was it? It was uh, the. He, he died in Los Angeles. The final official report was that it was. Uh, uh, he was sick and uh, on prescription pain medications for his back uh-huh. while he had pneumonia. You know what caused it? It the was damn the back cracking med- scene. Wow. It was, the back- Re- was it too soon? Should I not be- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, 25 years ago. No, it was not too soon. Okay. I think you're right. Okay. Um, yeah, but no, he died in 1989. So it was it from- an OD thing? Um, not necessarily. It was really just kind of a combo of drugs because he he was on pain meds for his back, which he had hurt when he was playing football. And then he had pneumonia and was sick for other things. And that just all kind of blended um, together now they did find cocaine in the system oh but well it's a little official thing. listen the official reports said that had nothing to do with his death he it just drank a lot of coca-cola and everybody knows coca-cola in the 70s allegedly so, sad that he passed but um he he was in some good movies goonies ice pirates he he starred his first movie was in north dallas 40 mm-hmm. with nick nolte, nick nolte remember yeah. that yep uh, that was his first i was kind of like his was that break. the one that uh becker when he was on with us picked was that one of his movie picks? Was it North Dallas 40 or was it something else? Mm, I knew it was a football remember. movie that he picked. I couldn't remember who was that one or the um, one with Robin Williams and uh, was it Kurt Russell? The Best of Times? Damn it. I don't remember which one it was. I remember he picked. It's going to haunt me. Pretty classic. And it was 1979 and that was his first film. That was after he really was done with his football career. But, yeah. But I like him. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of that caricature. So again, I don't really blame him. This was more about the writing, and I'm actually the, surprised there's something else you didn't mention that you you uh, you you liked or you didn't like because I, I figured it'd be the one thing you and I would completely agree on. I actually thought you were going to like this movie in in the same way you like a shark to bust or whatever. Oh, this just it just wasn't good. It wasn't yes. It wasn't ridiculous enough yes. to be funny in the, well, the sad and, way. It was just kind of dumb. And I think the real problem that I had too is. I am all for good fart, boob, dick joke all day long. <laughs> but let me tell you, a little goes a long way. And when you when you keep doing uh, – it's certain jokes work as echoes, okay? Like you can have a joke. You do uh, some variation at the beginning. It's the yeah. rule of threes, right? And then maybe in the middle you kind of – you do it, but you amp up it. And then in the end, like right at the end, right before the credits roll, ah, you drive it home. But you do it with like <laughs> one theme of a joke. And it really makes that last time really funny. Ha, ha, ha. Like maybe the whole falling into the huge mud pit. Like at the very beginning, they established it somehow, but in a very light kind of way. And, you know, we don't necessarily – we assume it's poop, but we don't know. But something happens. And then the the whole thing with the, the dwarfy guy. 
Yep, they, they start digging for him and realize it's poop, the yeah, caca, yeah, the shit. Yeah, the dude. Uh, and then in the end, uh, ha ha, he throws Lana into yeah. it. Yeah, still would have been not funny, but at least that's a one-time thing. That but, one was okay. Yes, but you had multiple fart jokes. And other than the one where the guy's butt's on fire, which was kind of a cool little effect, because you got to figure <laughs> this is pre-CG. So, uh, yeah. But the thing I actually appreciate about it, while they looked cheesy, I actually thought the vast majority of the dino stop motion didn't look that bad. For what it was. I think they were going for that sort of over the top, you know, 50, well, 60. Like, yeah, it felt like the 1920s. I wouldn't even go that far back. I think it, was, it, felt like, it felt like more recent than that. I mean, you can go back to movies from the 50s and 60s, and I'd say it, it was of that quality for sure. But just it looked good. Like it felt for the most part, most of the dinosaur interaction, even though they were obviously made out of like Play-Doh. They just the the way they fit into the overall world, I thought worked. Now there was that time yeah. when they go to the oh, was it a nearby ice age? Randomly for no reason, by the <laughs> way. They've not had any like things up on the screen title wise, you know, superimposed titles, nothing. Then all of a sudden we get In the very know, beginning they did. Oh, the very beginning, I'm sorry. But then like we go two thirds of the way through the movie said, nothing. One the the beginning was one zillion BC. Yeah, that made a whole lot of sense. <laughs> and then Oh my god. See, funnier would have been if they had done like, you know, 6,000 years ago at the beginning of time, you know, like kind of made like a early earth joke or something. Okay. That'd been funny. This wasn't funny. So anyway, they throw in this title, a nearby ice age, like it's some neighborhood. I was so good. What What does that even mean? And wait, it gets better because. To set this up, for those of you who haven't watched it, for God's sake. We've really been talking about this movie for almost an hour. How is that even possible? <laughs> no, wait. So, Lar, at one point, falls into the river oh, and wait. goes. Sorry, hold on. My bad. It's actually been 40 minutes. It felt like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like an hour. <laughs> no, uh, Lar falls into a river. Oh, Lar go glug glug. <laughs> right? Because he's just dead. They yes, all Because he didn't dead. have Lana's flotation devices. <laughs> no, he <it> didn't. <laughs> Which, by the way, that's the that's one of the best scenes in the movie when all the bad guy cavemen are holding their women by their their legs and using them as fishing poles, dunking their heads under their water to catch fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can see them all, like the actual actresses, trying to struggle to get breath. And it was, yeah, it was not good. Um, so Lahar actually slides down the river. And he he goes into uh, down into the rapids and they assume he's drowned. And then all of a sudden he pops up into a pond in the middle of an uh, ice. So, you know, in the middle of planet Hoth. Yes, because it's literally like this. They're all in the Utah desert. And now he pops up in the middle of what looks like the North freaking pole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then the part of the movie is if none of it was bad the part of the movie that makes zero sense to me zero as lar gets out he, he kind of gets out of the water oh he's shaking oh yeah got it he puts his hand up on a rock and he starts to go pee and the pee is ice cubes <laughs> you can hear it hitting. yeah you hear them hit you don't actually see it. you hear them hitting. but that's how you know that's how you know it's an ice age Jason. well then later they actually when they're looking for lar they find his ice cubes yeah they find well, no, the best yellow. part is they know it's him because they see a footprint and, and yellow. yellow ice cubes. Yes. So uh, they they he, he steps out. He takes a leak, and all you hear is ice cubes falling. <laughs> That's funny. 
And then he walks off uh, past the rock and down the little cliff. And then a water Yeti. I, I actually like to wait. On, I like to think of this as one of the uh, rejected Wampa designs from Empire, <laughs> because Empire came out the same year. So I'm thinking that that's what it was, because it kind of had a Wampa quality to it. Um, did a little bit. Yep. Um, had this long hair with these big fangs, supposed to be kind of a Yeti looking thing, comes out of the water underneath where Lars was and starts clawing out of the hole. Go after him. Um, <laughs> and then later, um, when his friends catch up with him, they find he and the Yeti-ish thing frozen in solid ice as if the Yeti was chasing him. Uh, they start chipping away, getting him out. The Yeti starts to thaw accidentally because of the fire. And then you kind of get this almost – Benny Hill style yeah. chase scene. I, I, was, I was seriously ready for the. <laughs> <laughs> and then as all the cavemen escape and, and no harm is done to them, then the, the poor little Yeti just kind of goes <laughs> and shuffles away. I'm surprised Which... they didn't have him like flop down on like a, a little like rock bench and like put his <laughs> put one of his big paws up under his chin like up on his chin do you know who that was i did catch that yes (laughs) that was martin mall that's right of course was bull in night court uh a great tv series so he was just a and of course a a movie we did uh oh so many eons ago house co-starring mr william cat yes that is correct um but that whole thing i i even remember as i watched that i remember as a kid kind of thinking uh what <laughs> so uh, i've had way more fun talking about this than i did watching i can tell you that much now a couple people of note that were also in this uh-huh jack guilford who played the blind grandpa yes gog yes did you recognize him uh yes i did but i couldn't place it until i looked it up okay and then there's only one movie in particular that i really recognized him from yeah he was from cocoon that would be the one Yep, and he's the one who – this is one of the saddest scenes of the movie when his wife dies. Yeah, he's always the guy that I always thought – he actually looks old. Like all the other characters in it kind of didn't look as old as I think they were supposed to be. But he yeah, always he struck look, me as the oldest-looking one, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, the scene in Cocoon, that's where he takes his wife to the pond, the pool that they had after she dies – and says, please help her. And they say it doesn't work that way, yada, yada. So yeah, that's right. that's uh, I looked that up I and I was kind of like, just thinking about that. I was like, oh, that was sad. <laughs> so, um, uh, so he played he played the blind grandfather of Tala in that. Um, and then um, Barbara Bach. Yes. And she was Ringo Starr's uh, wife, which I didn't know. Um, is she still? Do you um, know? I honestly don't know. Yeah, okay. Um, she's been in quite a few movies, including 1979, mm-hmm. The Great Alligator. Mm. Mm. Some cheese, you got to watch that. So that's, you know, well, go to a tropical island. She was a Bond girl. <laughs> yep, she's a Bond girl. Um, but you, you know, The Great Alligator, you go to a tropical island, they have to sacrifice a beautiful woman to a native god, and guess what? It turns out he's a giant alligator. So, Don't you, it, it, it's always the way, though. It on is. The tropical islands, you know? Bat or shark or a uh, 
a shrew. You never know. Or a Dharma initiative, whatever. <laughs> VW bus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't want to go into too much depth on this and then we'll go into movie picks, but I have to say something, Jay. I found <clears throat> uh, <laughs> from the user reviews on Caveman, <clears throat> this one caught my eye. The title, <laughs> truly one of the greatest films of the 80s, 10 out of 10 stars. <laughs> I'm just going to read a little bit because you have, this sucker's long. I mean, lengthy. And Wait, the title of the review is one of the greatest films of the yeah, 80s? And of course you think, ah, ha, 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 and then your first sentence is going to be like, psych. No, let me, let me continue. <clears throat> Very few films have the capacity to change the way we think and feel about the world around us. This is one of them. <laughs> Hold on, I'm trying to be serious. Don't make me laugh. Shut up. You're not re- As a heart attack, bro. Is this link. really a review? As a heart attack. <laughs> this touching <laughs> film is about daring caveman, Atuk. And, his, and by the way, this is actually really well written on top of it, so it makes it even better. This has got to be the most awesomely ironic <laughs> review I've ever read because there's zero way this is a, this is for real. There's no way in hell because wait till I get deeper into it. This <laughs> touching film is about daring caveman Atuk and his brave companion Lar, who were expelled from their tribes, journey through exotic Precambrian lands, learning about the people and world around them. Ultimately, they form their own tribe and, more importantly, learn camaraderie, the heart of what it means to be human and to have love. <laughs> Caught up in the chaos of a savage ancient world, Atuk and Lar eventually have to struggle just to stay alive. <laughs> oh, wait, and I shit you not. Next paragraph. <laughs> this movie lost the Best Picture Oscar in 1981, but history will likely remember Caveman for much longer and <laughs> with more fondness. The cinematography is excellent. Alan Hume's prehistoric world is photographed as a mystical paradise. Then we see the horror of human greed, lust, and cruelty, also stunningly photographed. Wait, 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 ready? Hold on, hold on. No. Wait, 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 I gotta read this. Stop episode. it, stop it, wait, stop it. Wait. There is also a nice scene with a bunch of people thrashing about in a large pile of dung. It looks so realistic that for a moment, I felt like it wasn't a movie, but a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) I love this guy, whoever it is. I I love this guy. Either way, whether this is for real or if it's ironic, I'm going to go with subversive (laughs) and ironic because I think that's more brilliant. But if it's for real, I kind of love you. I kind of love him. Oh, Oh my God. Oh, wait. (laughs) The vivid imagery and music is outstanding, but the acting the acting and intensity shown is very realistic. This is one of the most harrowing, gripping films I've ever seen, reminding me of so many other films of the era. Quest for Fire being one, but The Killing Fields being another. <laughs> I can't put my finger on exactly what it is about this film that gets to me so much, but it is... The, by the way, the is capitalized, most haunting emotional film experience one could hope for. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it. Oh, wait, 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 last paragraph, it. last paragraph. An excellent film. Certainly one of the best foreign films in recent memory. <laughs> Caveman is ripe for a new director's cut edition or perhaps a modern English version remake 
featuring John Malkovich. I have only ever seen the original undubbed and not subtitled version. Then parenthesis, I never figured out what language it was, probably Swedish, and had difficulty with some of the more elaborate dialogues. <laughs> that is effing brilliant. <laughs> I love that somebody who actually can write a wrote a review for and that by itself is an amazing achievement for Internet Movie Database. This may this may need to be preserved somewhere in a museum. <laughs> this is the the best uh, review I think I've ever heard. So. Oh my god! <laughs> See, like the next one is Ringo Starr. So funny. Ten out of ten <laughs> stars, and it says an excellent movie. I always enjoy to watch. One of my favorite of all times. <laughs> See, that's more appropriate to somebody who would give this movie. 10 that's out of 10. what I expect. <laughs> but that that one. Oh my god, that is brilliant. Uh, that was fantastic. <laughs> So if we talked about this movie for an hour, now we have talked for an hour. Uh, actually, no, it's only been 52 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we haven't even talked about the picks. Okay, okay. Are you ready, Jason? Are you <laughs> ready to do your movie picks of the guy who's trying to get the damn music up, but I can't, but I I can't get it up? About, I didn't even talk about the dinosaur hand job scene. <laughs> oh, that's right. The blind yeah. guy. Oh, what's this in front of me? Oh, it's a dinosaur. I'm going to rub the... Oh, no, it's a rock. I'm going to rub this part, and the dinosaur goes... Uh, yeah. What about the Venus flytrap-like plant that had, like, penis tongues? There were actually <laughs> puppet faces at the very beginning. They oh, get... and then the vine creeps up his back of his pants yeah, it goes and up kisses and it... him? Well, yeah, and then, yeah, it goes up his, yeah, trying to obviously... <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. <laughs> so you ready for our movie picks? Oh, my God, save me. Yes. Please. I need a exploding toilet. Hammond, I always need exploding toilets. Yeah. Okay. So Jay, what would your pick be, my friend? So I was I was I was curious. What should I go with with this movie? Should I choose another Ringo Starr film? Should I choose another Shelley Long? What about Dennis Quaid? Should I pick the low-hanging fruit and go with Jaws 3D? Mm, not so much. So I started digging a little and found there's an amazing circular reference to this film. So you mentioned earlier Barbara Bach. Uh-huh. She's a Bond girl. Mm -hmm. She was the primary squeeze of Roger Moore in The Spy Who Loved Me mm -hmm. from 1977. Well, the cinematographer, Alan Hume, did several Bond films, and I'm not going to pick this, but I just got to point. Had to point it out. He was also Star Wars: Return of the Jedi. Ah, photographer for that. Um, yeah, but instead I chose Octopussy because that's actually one of my old school. Because I was not a okay. I know we probably have Bond fans out there. So keep your panties on. I didn't really watch the 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 um, Sean Connery. I wasn't into it then. I sort of picked it up in the Roger Moore. Of course Moore. you did, douchebag. I did. I know. God. I hated when they got into the Timothy Dalton era. See, I didn't hate Timothy Dalton as Bond. <sighs> I didn't. Well, I wanted. Um, who's the guy that came after him? Um, oh, well, I'm not looking Rem it up. Remington, Remington Steele. Yes, yes. Uh, Scarecrow, Mrs. King. And no, no, no. Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Pierce Brosnan. Yes. There you go. 
I wanted him to be the next Bond, and then Timothy Dalton got it, and I was pissed. And then I saw Timothy you Dalton. Really, like, were you really? Eh. I, I thought it was pretty much only my mom who was pissed about that. Really, Jason? I was pissed about that. You, I you was my mom. The Remington Steel. I love Remington Steel. I wanted him to be the next Bond because yes, yes. Timothy Dalton got it. I did not like the films Timothy Dalton did, and then he got it. I was like, yeah, oh my god, these suck. So pretty much I've washed that from my memories, and I go right back to Roger Moore, who is still because I F Roger Moore. Daniel Craig is much better. I do like Daniel Craig, but for nostalgic purposes, Roger Moore is my favorite Bond because that's what I started watching as a kid. And I his, love his Bond so. movies have the best theme songs up until the most recent one. Uh, yes, yes. Wait, Roger Moore or Roger Moore? The like Spy You Love Me and for yes, yes, because I do love the View to a the Kill new, uh, and uh, um, Skyfall uh, is a really good, yes. very classic Bond yeah, yeah, uh, very song. Cool. And Live and Let uh, Die. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. View to a Kill. Duran Duran. Yeah, that's that's probably my best overall favorite one. Bond, yes, best Bond song ever. So, mm-hmm. um, I love Octopussy. It's probably one of the ones I have my most fond Bond memories of starting to watch. 1983. It was uh, also shot by by uh, Alan Hume, mm-hmm. uh, by John Glenn. Um, so not the guy who did uh, the moon thing, but the, yeah, the guy who liked to fly in space. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, this is the one he did the Roger Moore Bond films. He did for your eyes only living daylights, octopus, if you to kill. So he was, uh, kind of the same guy throughout that series. Gotcha. Uh, but it was, it was a really kind of cool one. It was the one about the Fabergé egg and mm. the jewel thieves. And it was all, and that's the one where Roger, uh, Moore, uh, flew in that little jet mm-hmm. looking thing that went to the barn and he was, you know, uh, Maude Adams played the bad the villain, the bad girl who was actually octopusy. And then of course there was that little blue ringed octopus in her aquarium. That was the big venom, the little tiny thing, but it was super venomous kind of thing. So one of my favorite bond films, mostly because of nostalgia have not seen it in many years. So I can't tell you how good it is now compared to then, but um, it was also shot by Alan Hume. And I thought it was ironic that Barbara Bach was also a Bond girl. And yep. so nice, nice little connection. connection there. Actually, you know, it's funny. Yeah. What I remember about that movie is that one and Jedi, because they came out the same year. Yeah. I want to say Leonard Nimoy Moy hosted it, but I can this day remember watching this like behind the scenes TV show. It was like a 30 minute show. I don't know if it was called movie magic or it was something like that. And I had this very vague memory of it. And I remember it was like a kind of like a sneak peek behind the latest movies coming out of Hollywood kind of thing. I don't remember if it was on network TV or if it was like an HBO thing or what. But my memory of it was that they showed some behind the scenes stuff from Octopussy. And uh, they showed the Jedi scene specifically. I remember them showing the speeder bike mom, you as they're shooting it with the models through Endor. Yeah. So that I don't know why I remember that to this day, but I do. And there it is. It's the same year that Caveman came out. For your eyes only came out. Ah. Um, and and that was and Alan Hume did both of those, so he he did two films. Oh, Three wait, did wait, actually. wait, for another Bond connection. Paul McCartney, when he was with Wings, did Live and Let Die, which is a theme song for another Roger Moore. True. What's up? Yeah. That's a bit of a that's kind of a stretch though. Just a smidge. <clears throat> he ever in the Beatles? I don't I don't think. Who? Was he? Well, everybody knows the Beatles were all about Ringo. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't think Paul McCartney was ever. A, yeah. Was, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. No talent. I would. Talent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what was your pick? So my pick, my friend, from 1977. I'm just going to set it up with this. 
It wasn't the spy who loved me. It was not the spy who loved me. You know, do you Damn. really think it was going to be that? <laughs> You're so funny. Because yeah, that was '77, and and there's a uh, you know, because Roger Moore's not a good-looking guy. wasn't really then, but Barbara Bach is in that kind yeah. of on that bearskin rug, and <laughs> I, 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 I vaguely remember that. But no, nah, my pick, nah. actually not even close. Um, I'll see if you can duck, get it duck, from duck. the following <laughs> audio clip. I'm going to play for you. All right, ready? Yep. It takes about thirty or so seconds. So just listen. I remember the day the girls came over for bridge club. I was so embarrassed because of lingering odors. Fish for dinner last night? Phew, Harvey's still smoking the cigars? Christ, did a cow shit in here? Uh, I love it. <laughs> I picked Kentucky Fried Movie from 1977. <laughs> Directed by John Landis is one of his earliest <laughs> pictures, and it was written by the Zucker Brothers and uh, Jim Abrams. Uh, the, of course, went on Zucker Brothers, you know, uh, did... One of them did uh, the Naked Gun movies, and they did Airplane together with Jim Abrams. Jim Abrams went on to do Hot Shots, all those. So, and of course, one of the other Zucker brothers, I believe it was Jerry. David did the Naked Gun. Jerry went on to do Your Favorite Ghost. Because it seems like a natural progression, right? Airplane. Yeah, absolutely. It's the next iteration of what his evolution as a filmmaker. And and I believe he did First Night with Richard Gere. Ah! Durable man. Whoa, really? Wow, Jay. Wow. I'm so, never <laughs> going to let that go ever. Never. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> the point I'm trying to make people is Kentucky Fried Movie 1977. It is pretty much a series of vignettes. There's no point. There's no connective tissue. It's a mix of uh, parodies and spoof, as you heard there. That was supposed to be like this 19, you know, early 1970s era uh, you know, Lysol type commercial. It's hilarious. There's all sorts of these very quick clips. Now, the reason why I picked it is because Evan C. Kim, who played Nuke in Caveman, he was our uh, resident token Asian guy who could speak English perfectly. Uh He plays Lou in a segment called A Fistful of Yen, which is totally this knockoff of like the Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon kind of bit. The only problem with that segment is, is unlike the rest of the movie, it doesn't know when to quit. And it, as my, my memory of it was, it was like 40 minutes long. So everything else in the movie is like, you know, a five minute, you know, this, a two minute that. Everything is, you know, like Cleopatra Jones. So it's like this black exploitation kind of thing. Uh, Big Jim Slade is like this young man and woman are eating their dinner and it's very romantic and nice. And they're getting ready to get intimate. And he doesn't know what to do or how to perform. And they're like, no worries, just call in Big Jim Slade. <laughs> Huge muscle <laughs> Black dude comes in wearing like this, this banana hammock. <laughs> It's awesome. <laughs> or or they do like this move Catholic high school girls in trouble, which is like this totally like just crass, you know, like sex exploitation thing. Um, uh, there's just a bunch of them like that. But then A Fistful of Yen, it's one of those that's funny in parts. And as I recall, the character played by Evan C. Kim in that one, uh, Lou, has this really bad Elmer Fudd like speech impediment. So it's like, oh, you know, he's not really, he's not doing like an, like a, a stereotypical kind of Japanese, like not a, that, not a Jackie Chan. No, 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 no. It's, it's more like, you know, I mean, not, it's literally like, 
you know charlie chan yeah yeah no, charlie yeah, chan no, no, the one like that was that. very stereotypical yeah, and, yeah but so you go yeah, to jackie gotcha. chan you racist prick sorry uh, <laughs> <laughs> no uh it's nice yeah i know but you know stay close to you <laughs> no he but it's like an elmer fudd thing it's like oh you okay. ask you you ask we wabbit that kind of thing and okay. so it's kind of funny the first 18 times but I, my my memory of it was that's one of those that you kind of fast forward through that part wasn't as funny but it's very funny it's a cult classic uh highly recommend it's pre you know john landis doing animal house and going on to do really great movies like uh, the stupids and blues brothers 2000 <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you know really good stuff there ouch or ouch before you know david zucker goes on to ouch. you gotta bring that up you gotta bring that yeah. up or before david zucker went on to do you know really great classic movies like naked gun 33 and a third or scary <laughs> movies uh four five and 12 or whatever they're up to give him some credit man come on landis did american werewolf so <laughs> yes he did yes he did and he didn't do american werewolf in paris thank god yeah well. where cgi werewolves say it after me people they suck always without fail every time always always except except in twilight of course i should have ended it there shouldn't i but you haven't given them their um, information yet so jason would you like to hit them with some knowledge <laughs> on that note i should have totally ended it right there done forget thank yous forget contact info just do it screw it cut it off <laughs> that's what she said <laughs> Ah, so good pick. Good pick. Kentucky mm-hmm. Fried Movie. Mm-hmm. John Landis, Zucker, Jim Abrams. Very good. Yep. <laughs> My God, this episode is way longer than I thought it would be. <laughs> I know. The fact that we've <laughs> passed an hour is shocking. That's I'm it. watching this. I swear to God, I got 10 minutes into this movie and I thought, son of a bitch, I'm going to have to call him and tell him we're going to have to do a different movie. <laughs> yeah, this, this movie almost pulled a No Escape. And it wasn't that we didn't like No Escape with Ray Liotta, and of course, of course, our boy, well, you love this, they started to be all name dropping, our boy Lance Hendrickson, you know, because he's been on the show twice, and left us <laughs> this really kick-ass drop. Oh, shit, that's an awful fucking image. Why did I come up with that shit? Yeah. <laughs> that never gets old. So, anyway, we don't, is that we didn't no, like but that? at least, we were yeah, like that was kind up, of a meh. Yeah, we kind of like felt like, I don't know, do you feel, I don't know, really feeling it. But that movie, that movie should have won 18 Oscars. <laughs> this one I got through. I watched, I managed to get through the first 30 minutes last night. I tried to watch it this morning, but then realized I didn't want to throw it before I went to work. <laughs> got home, came up with any excuse I possibly could. Changing poopy diapers. Um, uh, I have to blow dry my head. I, I had to blow, yeah, I had to wax and buff my my. <laughs> chrome dome i had all sorts of stuff to do you know tweeze my nostrils tweeze my ass whatever you know it all works and i still managed to finish it because i felt like i i almost i almost watched it fast forward i was like okay for the it's for the show it's for the peeps it's i have to go i have to go zug zug my lana yeah um yeah (laughs) you know what i'm gonna flip i'm gonna flip i think everyone listening should go watch this because i want you because you're a sadist and you think everyone should suffer like we did pretty much and i don't think anybody's gonna believe how bad we thought this movie was <laughs> but the whole because, thing, I think it's actually good compared to <laughs> because we have some people who are like oh i haven't seen the movie in so long i'm like no 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 <laughs> go watch it now <laughs> yeah yeah cnd or not folks yikes <laughs> no it's all. so jay Oh, oh, God, I would have totally been pissed if I missed this. Did you know who wrote and directed this damn thing? Did I tell you yet? 
Well, it's Carl Gottlieb. I knew that. But you know what else he wrote? Well, yeah, he's he wrote uh, Jaws. That's all that matters. How in yeah. uh, dude, he wrote the jerk. One of my favorite films of all time. Yeah, me too. And he wrote the jerk. So it's not like he can't write comedy. I know. I don't know. But then, you know. Of course, he did do Jaws 2 and 3D. Although Jaws 2 is not bad. I, I think that one is not bad. He did the jerk 2. Yeah, yeah, T-O-O. Yeah. Yeah. Which and I didn't even I, know existed, by the way. Now, listen. What I'm about to say is borderline blasphemy because of who is in it. But he also wrote Dr. Detroit. Oh, yeah. I never saw that. I love Dan Aykroyd. That movie was not good. Dan Aykroyd is a, a comedy god to me on the level of Steve Martin. But this movie just... Ugh. Really? Hmm. Uh, yeah. So he, he's on that same level as some of the folks we've talked about who have stellar historical accomplishments in film, but also did some poopy turds. Too, yeah. So. Okay. I got it. All right. Well, on that. Now, to be fair, to be fair, I believe, you know, I'm, I'm kind of going off my, my normal sources. I believe that caveman is the only film he directed. Yeah. The only feature film he directed. Uh, well, he's a writer. Mercifully. I, yeah. Uh, but the rest he wrote. So you can't Pretty blame sure that if I had followed my, writing, right now, you know what? I have to be fair to, if I had followed my path of directing to, uh, that's what I would have ended up with. Uh, Jaws 3D or Caveman? Probably both. Uh, yeah, or some bastardization of the yeah, two with probably, zombie probably. sharks. Yeah, probably would have happened. Probably would have happened like that. Ooh, zombie sharks in the desert. Nice. I'd watch that movie. I think you need to call it Corman or Sci-Fi. I think so. <laughs> so, Jason, you want to hit with some knowledge? Yes, please catch up with our shenanigans in many other places. We are on all the social media that you know and love. We're on Twitter. Joel is Flix. Uh, forgotten flicks. Sure, I am. Uh, I, am. <laughs> I am flick sidekick. Uh, you can also catch us on Facebook. We have a fan page where you can uh, uh, join in uh, all kinds of other conversation that we have about other movies we're watching at the time, or you can catch us on our actual uh, podcast page, uh, Forgotten Flicks. All of those with an X. Um, if you are so inclined, you are also welcome to email us. I am uh, Jason at ForgottenFlicks.com. Joel is Joel at ForgottenFlicks.com. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Do we iTunes? Do else? Oh, yeah, we're on iTunes because we love Steve Jobs and we miss him and really wish you would have helped us get more ratings. But you can help. So please, uh, if you're not Aston Kutcher playing at uh, uh, the film festival, um, you can still go to iTunes and rate us fives. If you don't like us, um, then you can go to um, Zoom and rate us there. Yes, please do. Please do at Zoom. Yes. Yes, Jason, thank you for that. And of course, thank you to JV at JVmail.com for the kick-ass spoiler alert. Thank you to Kevin, the man, Spencer, for the awesome show art at inkspatters.com. <laughs> Who suffered through the pain. I don't even think he watched this movie oh, do no. that. Oh, I no. Think no. Like, yeah. A bone, a dinosaur. and yeah. you know, we're, He's you know. a smart man. So on that <laughs> note, Jay, thank you to them. And thank you to you, my friend, for enduring this. You are a trooper. We have one episode left folks. And then we're taking a couple months break, but when we come back new and improved, you won't believe your ears because they may bleed. Super snark podcast may actually be a title. It might, so. we might, we're, it's on the table. So Jason, any final words before we uh, go out uh, for, for the week or two until the next episode, which is going to be. Uh, our next episode, our final episode of the year, uh, and our final episode before we take our break, probably, uh, I hate to say this because I want to set it up, one of the biggest 80s movies we've done. 
Mm-hmm. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Seems so it's appropriate too. I think it is. So we'll just leave it at that. Yep. Are you gonna have any, is that your final word? No, no, no. My final word is uh, be gentle uh, with your Lana when you give it a suck, suck. Careful with your Lana when you give it a <laughs> <laughs> I was saving that up all episode. <laughs>